<laughs> oh, how quaint. Oh, back again, I see. Hmm, nice to see you too. Don't you find these high society Gendale parties tiresome? I know I do. <laughs> hmm, so what is it that you're after this time? Hmm, another fable. Well, I still have all the hottest gossip, but once again, what have you got to offer me? Another dance? Well, I shall tell you whilst we waltz. You know, I heard something juicy just the other day from the High Priestess herself. She said it went like this. Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. We leave behind the Fletchley family to come back to a trio of smugglers. A half-orc, a halfling, and a dwarf. Thick as thieves, they skulk the streets of Kraken Hall. This fable was recorded live at the Improv Conspiracy Theatre. This is the Kraken Hall Crown. heroes uh, who have no idea of what I have planned and are going to be making it up as they go along. Um, the story that you're going to be seeing tonight has never happened before and it's never going to happen again. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, I'd like to welcome to the stage uh, the first of these players, Elise Phillips. intricate dwarven hair braids that connect with her luscious grey beard that is also braided up so it is a complete <laughs> spherical <laughs> beard braid around her head. She, she walks with uh, chainmail uh, jangling around. There's lots of little bits of uh, plant life and matter. Maybe she always has dirty hands. She walks with a, a gnarled wooden staff. Um, she has always got a bag full of different vegetables. Uh, she is a cleric of the goddess of gardening. <laughs> the goddess of gardening and family. She wields magic, uh, but mostly uses her magic to aid her in her criminal activities. <laughs> Smiling. <laughs> Thank you for that. So the next player is played by Luke Millie Halter. <laughs> She's the muscle of the trio of criminals. <laughs> she stands at eight feet tall, way above the other two of her compatriots. She has styled black hair, a thick leather jacket slung over her back, is a huge war axe with elven runes across it. Uh, she is quick to anger and extremely loyal. <laughs> Thank 
you, Rakowski. <laughs> Our final player is Louise Cox. <laughs> Louise, shorter than even Gwyn Beryl, is a tiny halfling, like a hobbit. She has a mess of curly black hair. She has daggers tucked into a thick green cloak. She hides all her different devices and secrets in. Uh, she plays her cards very close to her chest as she is definitely the brains of the operation. <laughs> now, we see this trio of criminals, always in the grey part of the law, actually on a boat, travelling across the coast of Drake. Uh, we see uh, the three figures sort of bustling around on the deck of the ship. Uh, there seems to be like, uh, many different dwarven deckhands running back and forth between ropes and rudders. Uh, there seems to be a man uh, at the uh, back of the ship with a great big bushy beard. Ginger, uh, he's got um, scars across his faces, burly arms, uh, <laughs> all his faces. <laughs> Just one face. Um, but you see, uh, he seems to be directing stuff back and forth, um, and uh, he summons the three of you up on deck. Uh, you know him to be Captain Flarty. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a friend of yours, Grimberyl, um, and Grimberyl, thank you so much for all that you've done to help me get my ship back. That's no problem, Flarty. And to you too. And just know that you're, you're welcome on my vessel for as long as you want. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's, it's not going to sink or anything, right? It's seemed really safe. <laughs> it's at that moment, um, as you're standing on deck, that a raven flies overhead and just... <laughs> a raven! <laughs> lands on the side of the ship. Everybody's eyes turn towards it. I think that's. I think it's got a message. Sorry, I've got to do this shit. <laughs> As you unfold the message from the raven, it waits patiently and flies off. Bye bye, raven. <laughs> I'm not good at English. <laughs> Yes? Um, 
in a bit of trouble again. Uh, again? Again. I mean, there's a lot of, it's hard to keep track. Could, could you take us to Kraken Hall? To Kraken Hall? Yes. For you, Grim Barrel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boys, we're going to Kraken Hall. And you see, like, oh, from all of the crew and... Like ropes are slung, the sails are put uh, up, and the ship just makes a complete turn. <laughs> it's a quick journey. It takes only uh, a night, it seems, but the crew has to go at full pelt. But after uh, that, that sail, you eventually land uh, in the Kraken Hall docks. And you know that it's a city you've been to many times before. It's Rakowski's home city. Uh, you know it to be uh, a sailing town. Uh, there are many, or much of the buildings are made out of old boats that have been hollowed out and turned upside down and repurposed as new buildings. There is a large castle uh, in the center of the town with a grand bell tower that's sort of shaped like a kraken is coming over the bell. Um, and yeah, you arrive in the docks there. As, as soon as you unload, people start uh, rolling barrels off, off of the boat. Um, and you guys are just out onto the docks. Well, the, uh, the jail's that way, and I had my first kiss over there. You <laughs> <laughs> can make a detour if you want. <laughs> that, that's lovely. We should probably, I mean, they're going to be hacked. Another time, another time. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this first kiss with? Just like, is it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, another time, Pitcher. <laughs> 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 we can head over to the jail. That it is incredibly busy in Kraken Hall, uh, and people seem to be in good spirits. You see uh, shop owners like hailing people uh, as friends, and like people greeting each other on the streets. There's bunting sort of slung between the buildings, um, and there just seems to be quite a cheery atmosphere between the people as they come and go. Um, it doesn't take you long to get to the old jail of Kraken Hall. Um, a old building hewn from the stone, one of the few that's not made out of a ship. Um, and you see that uh, there are two guards posted outside that watch you warily as you enter. Uh, you think perhaps one of them recognizes you. Um, and as you sort of go through the doors, um, you're uh, stopped by another man um, in full chain mail sort of very polished in the metals and like his buckles are all shining. Uh, he has a, a sword at his side. Hello? Hello. Do you have business here? Um, yes, I've been summoned. I'm afraid you've got my daughters here and there must be some sort of misunderstanding. If I could just go and see them and maybe Oh, you have to see out. the commander? Yes. Of course, just follow me. Um, he leads you through uh, a short tunnel um, passageway uh, past a few different doors until eventually uh, you get to uh, a quite a simple chamber lit by candlelight. Uh, there is a gruff looking man with, uh, he's got sort of like salt and pepper stubble, uh, hair that's like cut very short. Um, he sits at a large desk as you enter in. Uh, he seems to have like a small plate of food on the side of his desk as he goes over some paperwork. Ah, Gwynberrel Grumblebraid. And friends. <laughs> <laughs> Rakowski and Kithry. 
committed a sort of treason.
tell me, tell me I'll go fight her and I will fuck her up. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's this with you? Oh, this is Rakowski and Kitri. We're a pair. <laughs> <laughs> We hang out with your mum a lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's this there's this shop she talked about. She mentioned it a couple of times in her sleep. It it was uh, the cloak and quill. It's it's a, it's a shop here. I know where that is. Okay, we'll go. I had another first. <laughs> 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 another time, another time. Just one more thing: is that that commander's not. There's something not right Seems there. Seems like a dick. <laughs> I mean, he's a dick, but there's something else. I'm not sure. Oh. He refused to answer any of our questions, and oh. he hit Gwyn, Gwyn Cheryl. What the? Gwyn Cheryl? I know. Like me. He hit you? <laughs> <laughs> she said she doesn't even, why don't you? She sort of like looks up at you, and she's like, doesn't matter. Oh, honey. Oh. <laughs> gonna sort this out. <laughs> Please help us out with this one, Mum. I'm gonna get you out of there. Don't you worry. Mama's got gotcha. you. Do you know the name of the the woman? Who'd... Yeah. Her name was Una. Well, that's what she told us. What, say it again. Una. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Sounds like a game. <laughs> what sort of game? A game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be able to teach us it. We Once we get you out of there. <laughs> okay, we have okay. to go. Yes. How long till you're dead? <laughs> they said if the cor if the coronation comes before they get the emerald back, they'll execute us. Which the is coronation. tonight. Tonight. Okay, okay. We'll we'll go over there, we'll check out the shop, we'll find this woman, we'll get you out of there. Thanks, Mum. Have you eaten? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> okay, so you guys leave, leave the guards, uh, the dungeons. Um, you head up the stairs. You see that there were several guards just potion, po posted, just outside of the doors, listening to your conversation. Primrose um, just glares at all of them. She's pissed. Um. You glare, you glare at one of them, and uh, he like almost wasn't paying attention. And when he meets you, he's like, "Goodbye." You guys leave, um, and you make your way up and out onto the street. Okay. Um, this up there to the left. Was it like a relationship or a one time? <laughs> <laughs> another, another story for another day. <laughs> well, good time. <laughs> As you guys are walking along, um, you can see that uh, a lot of people are sort of getting decorations ready. There seems to be some sort of competition around the city for uh, decorating their shop front. Um, you can see like lots of 
krakens in fish and like carved uh, wooden decorations sort of led up and around. Um, and as you're walking, like occasionally, like a mess of children would run through. Um, you do notice one thing, uh, Kitri, as you're walking along. Uh, you see there is uh, an old man sort of sitting against uh, the side of a building. Uh, he seems to be begging, but as you start to go past, uh, you hear what he's saying. Any coppers or silvers for a, for a blind beggar? Uh, a fortune telling will, will be what I give you if you, if you do stop. Do, do you take any notice or you just keep going? Just keep going. <laughs> children and stuff like stop and like give him a coin and he seems to be talking to them but he quickly fades into the background. Um, as you continue down the street just before you you round the corner um, you see a uh, group of thugs uh, in it like it's sort of like a, an alleyway that uh, Rakowski has taken you down as a, as a shortcut and you see uh, these two half orcs uh, that have a uh, guard like pinned against the wall, um, and one of them has his thumb on his temple, so like pressing him against the, the wall. And as you guys round the corner, uh, both of them look up over at you and just sort of take. Hi guys, um, we're doing uh, a little business down this alleyway. You might want to go a different way. No, we want to go this way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, I think perhaps, and as you, you sort of like walk up to each other, I think maybe you want to go another way. Hey, did I go to school with you? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Rakowski? It's me. Danny. Rakowski. <laughs> How you been, buddy? I've been doing all right. You see like the guard that's against all stuff, so like, and he just like puts his hand back. And his face. Hey, Danny, what's going on with this? This guy here. Oh, we're just, we're doing a little shakedown. Uh, you know, this. I get ya. Yeah, no, he was, uh, he was standing a little close to my pa's shop, if you know what I mean. What, what shop is your pa's? Well, I'm talking about my gang. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a pretty big gang. <laughs> you used to be in a gang back in the day. Yeah, I got a bigger one now, but they're busy. <laughs> Who are these two? These are part of my gang. Looks can be deceiving. <laughs> okay, running around with a, with a halfling and a grandma. <laughs> you watch your mouth. <laughs> all what? right, we just want to get through here, all right? What I mean, like, out of principle, you know, I can't, I can't let you do that. It's a turp thing. I intimidate him. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you intimidate him? <laughs> I know your darkest secrets, <laughs> right, and I will spill them to everybody in Kragenholm, and that's after I spilled your brains on this pavement here. Capiche? <laughs> yeah, that's a capiche. <laughs> nice seeing you again, Rakowski. Nice seeing you, Danny. <laughs> and like, he sort of like drags this guard like out onto the street in a way. 
and you guys continue down the alleyway. <laughs> Eventually, you get to a point where um, sort of like the, the alleyway grows quite narrow. You have to move single file. Um, it starts to go a bit crooked and like sort of damp. It sort of feels damp in this area. Um, and you eventually get to like this old uh, small boat that's been turned upwards to make this um, to make this shack. Um, there seems to be like a bit of smoke rising up uh, from a chimney that's poking out through the top. Um, it has a uh, a small door that you would have to duck under should you want to go in, um, and no windows. It sort of blends into the houses. Um, and do you guys just? Sneak in and have a look around before we Yeah, I mean, we'll just push we'll just ahead, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> After you. Good luck. I sneak into the store. Okay. So, do you, you going in through the front door? No. <laughs> <laughs> Back door. <laughs> so, you're on an alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you climb over? Yes, I do. Okay. So, easily, uh, uh, as you're such a trained thief, you jump and climb your way up the building until you're on top. Um, and you see uh, that there's actually a uh, small sort of balcony section that's on the top of it. And there's a small trap door that seems to lead into the roof of this establishment. You, you open it and go in. Yeah. Uh, as you open it and clamber in, you find yourself in, well, very quietly, you do it, sort of quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of like, as, as you do it, you open it very quietly. As you like let it down, the door like bumps you on the head, and uh, there's a bit of a thump. Uh, but you find yourself in a sort of storeroom. Um, there seems to be another trap door uh, that's partially open. You can hear sort of like the light chatter coming down from below it. Um, you can uh, see sort of crates and stuff around. There are a few scrolls. There's a potion bottle uh, left out on a counter that seems to be glowing slightly. Uh, there are. There seems to be like a candle that seems to be burned all the way down. It's quite dark in here. You can barely see. Um, have a quick look around for the emerald. <laughs> you like open a crate, and it seems to be like just jars and vials of different animal parts and. Uh, there's like a one full of ooze and stuff, but no animals anywhere around here. Right, I'm going to listen by the trap door to what's happening underneath. Um, you peer down and listen just through the slit, like not so you're revealing yourself at all. And you can see just like the top of a sort of platinum blonde head. Um, it seems to have like long hair that goes down from the shoulders. And you can sort of see, hear someone muttering to themselves. Um, they have a large ledger open. You can't quite see because their head's covering it. Um, well, I'm not really sure if I should. But maybe oh, we'll find out tonight. And then goes to scribbling down. Go back out to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you clamber up out and appear. You guys just see Kithri appear over the top of the building. Hey, Kithri. <laughs> How's it going? Casting no attention to the fact that the Sorry. Climb back down. Yeah. Uh, what did you get up to? Later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it safe to go in, Kithri? It's safe to go in, but it's 
The guy's a bit suspicious, so I think we should be on our guard. No, absolutely. Right. You guys going? Yes. Um, now that you're in the room completely, you see uh, there's a lot of red velvet. It's it's got a very like somber atmosphere. As as you enter, you see a very slim tall elven man he's sort of got very pale skin by this light it how, looks almost sorry, green how tall is he compared to me um <laughs> maybe like a foot shorter than you um so <laughs> you are the tallest person in the room um and you can see there seem to be like um magical uh, glinting weapons like there seems to be a sword hung upon the wall uh there are there seems to be a glass case just full of daggers of different uh, design and origins. There are potions and tinctures uh, very carefully and neatly um, laid about the store. Um, as you enter, uh, he looks up. Ah, hello. Uh, welcome to the Cloak and Quill. I believe I might be of some assistance if you've come in. We're looking for somebody who hangs out here quite often. Oh, Uno. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very sorry, but uh, due to the nature of my wares, I, I run a strictly confidential business. Um, Maybe we weren't quite clear enough. <laughs> I really would appreciate it. <laughs> Please don't touch the bird. <laughs> Tell us if you've seen Uno around. Sorry, I... That was a critical fail, just to let you know. As <laughs> <laughs> this doddering grandmother like dwarf like wanders up and you're like at the de desk like this. And she like looks down as he looks down at you. Well I'm very sorry, but we have strictly confidential business, and if I were to tell you who comes and goes from this store, then I'm not trying to take the book off the ledge. Um as you grab it, his hands like slap down on it as well. Excuse me, but we should make a distraction there. Hello, birdie. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going, stop, stop. Put that, put that. <laughs> you're going to. <laughs> so dealing three points of damage to. <laughs> To this poor, <laughs> this poor parrot, you shake it a couple of times, and it's it is passed out on your hand. <laughs> Bertie, you just give me, give me that, give me my bird back. It was an accident. <laughs> While he's distracted, he's distracted I'm grabbing the book. Okay. And I've slipped it into my cloak. You just took my book. <laughs> <laughs> As you go for the door, he sort of lifted a wand um, and he quickly like dashes it against the, the door and as you go to grab it, Kithri, it's just, it's locked again. You just stole my book, <laughs> killed my bird. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Rakowski. <laughs> We're sorry about all that. Maybe we could trade you for your book or for some information. We've got some wares from our adventures. We're happy to trade. <laughs> Just like, yeah. <laughs> sir? Um, <laughs> hey, come. 
And you're next. <laughs> <laughs> That's not intimidating. <laughs> Try to leave here. I'm going to have to tell the authorities you were here. All right. What are you going to do if we stay? <laughs> Try to sell you some of my wares. <laughs> Fine. We'll buy some of your wares. Usually, usually there's a bit of subtle back and forth about this. I'd like to buy your book, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have this yam. <laughs> Why would I want this yam? I have coin. A total of. It, it's just what's in your hand. Yeah, you, in my pocket. You put, you put a total of six gold on the table. If you give me my book back, I will tell you who's been in here. Tell, tell us first, and then I'll give you the book. That's how that works. <laughs> if I tell you, and you give me the book back, and you never come here again, then we have a deal. Okay. I believe I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, an Una. There's a a woman by that name. Um, the bird is very upset. <laughs> Rightly so. <laughs> she comes in here every now and again. She's been away for a while. She came in here with a with an emerald not too long ago. Yes. Um, and well, she had. I do enchantings, and she had an enchantment put upon it. Um, it was in a rather fine crown, um, and when she had me enchanted with an enchantment of madness. Oh, so whoever wears it goes Mad. crazy? Yes. Not angry? Um, <laughs> well, the nature of the enchantment is different for who, whomever's wearing it, but they can be very angry. Okay, um, uh, do you know where she went? No, I'm sorry. Can I have my book back? Are we satisfied? <laughs> well, that was the deal. <laughs> okay, well. Okay. Is that all? Can I sell you anything? Well, you should take your yam back because he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of it. <laughs> looks over his shoulder, there's like an array of potions. All right. Um, and instead of going to the shelf, he sort of like leans under the desk and pulls one out and hands you this. <laughs> but be careful with it. I, that, it was from a, a weird batch a while ago. So. What, what does it do? Please get out of my shop. <laughs> I think there might be some instructions on there. <laughs> Later, good sir. <laughs> Thank you. You guys leave the establishment, you're out in the alleyway, and you crowd around a potion <laughs> bottle. You read oh. I'm not good with reading. You're just gonna... <laughs> Full strength through. Makes me super strong? Or anyone for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> kind of let down. <laughs> I mean, you're already so strong. Well, it doesn't mean it's for me. Okay. 
the crown on the head of the, the, the new queen or king or princess, and they'll go crazy. You guys notice uh, overhead as you guys arrived around midday and the sun has started to set. Um, and you even notice, even though this is a secluded alleyway, uh, you see a door just open and a uh, young boy just start like, he like dashes out of it. You think maybe he's come out of a kitchen or something from the sounds of the swinging door and he just starts running down the alleyway past you. Um, Can I grab it? Yeah. <laughs> so you grab it and go, ah! What's the rush, funny fella? <laughs> As soon as you let go, he goes, ah! and just sprints off down. Well, we gotta go. They put, yeah. they put the crown on. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's get over there. Maybe we could spot Una from from there. Okay. And okay. if not, we'll just have to race to the prison and bust him out. Okie dokie. Wait, which are you doing? Uh, we're gonna go to the coronation to stop the crown. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you guys sprint. I imagine it's uh, Rakowski. Uh, Since you have so much longer legs, uh, you run a, like, a fair pace faster than Gwyn Beryl and Kithri sort of like Can I pick him up to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easily you just like scoop him up and start like <laughs> sprinting. Like, the, crowd, the crowd starts to get quite thick uh, as you get into the main street. There are like kids on shoulders and stuff. Uh, there's a big crowd as you just like sprint out into it. You like knock over a few people out of the way um, And you can see uh, you are near the town center where there is a large bell tower um, There seems to be sort of like this wooden uh, Structure raised up. There seems to be some official looking people on the top of it. There's a large slate throne that uh, the construction has been built around um, and people there seems to be like a warm atmosphere um, as you guys get into the town square, uh, you see several guards that are posted around the perimeter, and uh, Commander Garrett, actually, uh, in the crowd, he's sort of like watching over, and as he sees you guys barrel into the courtyard, uh, he just like points at two of his guards onto them, um, and they start... Into a rage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, does, what does that look like? Not today! <laughs> Your muscles sort of like pop, um, and uh, as guards sort of like make their way through the crowd towards you. I straight up just. Uh, 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 to, to people or the no, guards? No, the guards. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so as one guard comes towards you, and it's just like, I think you're gonna have to come with. <laughs> um, you just like clock him right in the face, and he just like tumbles down onto the floor. Um, and uh, the commander, like, noticing this, sort of, like, signals more guards, and you can see them sort of moving towards you. Are you guys, like, moving through the crowd at all? I slip through the crowd to get close to the stage. Yeah, easily, because you're about child height, you're, like, moving between people's waists. Uh, every now and again, you see, like, full bags of coin on people's uh, sides, but you're, like... like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you uh, make your way along until eventually you're, like, right up near the stage, um, and you can see that... Uh, there seems to be a woman uh, with, uh, she's dressed very finely uh, in almost like regal clothes. She has uh, 
curly ginger hair uh, that comes down to about her shoulder height. Um, she seems to be standing uh, quite peacefully, so like waving to the crowd every now and again. Uh, there are two guards on stage. You can see that there is uh, Commander Garrett at the corner of the stage, like commanding these guards around. Um, but, uh, and there seems to be a man in sort of like cleric's vestiges who's holding um, a, a piece of stone slate with this crown with the emerald set into, uh, into it. Um, and as you, as you stand like just up onto it, um, the commander like looks down at you um, and folds his arms uh, and sort of like starts edging along the stage towards you. Gwimbera or Rakowski, what do you do? I'm still just like, like I've got guards hanging off me, <laughs> but I'm in a rage so I'm not feeling anything. <laughs> so it seems like as you've got two of them, oh wow, so I'm sorry, I just rolled uh, with advantage because you're raging, so two of the dice and you like critically succeed the natural twenty. <laughs> As like these guards start to like dogpile onto you, uh, they're like grabbing onto your arm. They start to weigh you down. You're like almost underneath all of them until suddenly there's just like a, <laughs> and like several of them thrown off. It seems like the crowd is starting to understand what is happening now. As like people are like that that sort of air of mirth has sort of made its way uh, into it, and like people are starting to back away from this fight, this brawl that's happening. Um, the princess on the stage is sort of like trying to figure out what's going on, is talking to her guards, um, and Garrett just like, get on with it, and just like points uh, at two of the guards that seem to be, well, it, pretty much all the guards are around you, Rakowski, <laughs> just like are scattered around the floor. Um, I'm gonna cast Thorn Whip and try and whip the crown off the stage and get it. So, uh, Grim Barrel, like, you clutch your holy symbol around your neck, and springing from your hands uh, is a great vine of uh, thorns, and you like whip it forward, and it just <laughs> it whips across the arms of this poor cloak. <laughs> <laughs> and although it doesn't like snag the crown, it sort of like lands on the floor, um, and uh, the, the cloak starts like backing away, trying to leave the stage. Um, what do, you, what do you do? I jump up and try to grab the crown before anyone grabs it. All right, so you you grab the crown easily, and now like you see the commander just like rush down and try and grab it at your hand, uh, and you just barely manage to like slip it away. And do you like run backwards? Um, I'm like the crown's cursed to the princess, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then like, the swag, and then I just like, jump into the crowd, and try to make a run for it. You what? I jump into the crowd. Into the crowd, I think yeah. you said on the crowd. <laughs> okay, so, firstly, you yell back at the princess, she just looks like puzzled at first, and then you just sprint into the crowd, yeah. you manage to duck and weave, uh, back your way to Rakowski and Grimberrel. What do you do? How am I going right now? How am I feeling? So... Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> like, just like another natural 20. It's like ridiculous. Like, they're like, as they like wake up from being knocked unconscious, they get up and you're just like, bah! 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 Like, you whack them all with the guards. Somehow. 
and Kithri manages to make her way back to you. And she's got the crown. She's holding the crown. Alright, uh, can I pick him up and run away? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the prison, we run to the prison. <laughs> you're like sprinting down the street, holding <laughs> your heart like a dwarf. <laughs> like hanging off with the crown. And like every now and again, you just see like a small family uh, dwarves like walking like, I can't wait to watch the coronation. <laughs> <laughs> like see you guys sprint past. No. Uh, you make your way uh, to uh, the outside of the uh, the jailers, you can see that there is only one guard there. Uh, it is the same guard that uh, you gave a look to down in the, the jail. And as you guys barrel in, he just looks, just holding his sword, just like... <laughs> 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 then you guys run down to the cellar. Yeah. Uh, you run all the way down into the dungeons. Uh, you see uh, your daughters, Gwyn Merrill and Gwyn Cheryl, still in the baths that it seems they left only like a skeleton crew of guards there there's nobody potion posted there there you heard a couple of them in the office down the hall but you sprint down there you see them there i i give the crown to gwyn beryl and i try to pick the lock on the um cell okay so in a, a frenzy you like skid to uh the lock and it's a simple lock you manage to quickly using your thieves tools Pinch it, unlocked, and the door swings open. Uh, Gwyn Merrill and Gwyn Cheryl are both standing like, Mum, what's going on? We're going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they look at each other. And Can I like, pile them on my shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait just tell me how it goes. Uh, you, you start to lift them, but the weight of four people. Okay, is... then I drink the potion. <laughs> <laughs> sensation down your throat and just like all of your muscles are itchy and you just like lift three dwarves in a heart like Gah! it's very difficult to get through doorways but you just like <laughs> uh, two of the guards that seem to have like realized the commotion are like peering down the office corridor and they just see this sight sprinting down the corridor and out the door. You, you never saw nothing! <laughs> as, as you leave, uh, that same cousin and I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> and you're now on the street holding everyone. <laughs> to the docks there. We'll get the flooding boat and he can get us out of here. You sprint to the docks. It's an easy jog since there are, there are no, uh, there's no people there the coronation. There's like, several guards that seem to be like sprinting after you but at the speed that you're running you're just happy i guess <laughs> with all the people you're holding and you run up onto the docks uh you see flarty was just like packing up some things all right that rakowski kidri gwimbarrel uh, <laughs> i'm a monster <laughs> we gotta go we need to go now let's go boys <laughs> dwarves just quickly in this train procession start jumping off, like unmooring the boat, the sails quickly get unfurled, and just by the time that a uh, small militia has accrued at the docks, uh, the ship is already starting to leave port. Um, they'll be following us, but we've got a head start. <laughs> you guys are on the deck of the ship with uh, the crown of the royalty of Kraken Hall <laughs> and your daughters. Oh my god, what do we do with this? <laughs> 
I guess I'll post it back to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good the madness. Oh. Enchantment, unless you can break it. I could bury it in the garden back home. I think that's for the best. <laughs> we just throw it. We whip it in the ocean. What if it makes a shark go bad? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want an evil shark. Don't want that. <laughs> Should we let the princess know as well that there's a plot to... You probably should, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I say we bring it back to Gwyn Barrels, send a nice letter. Yeah. <laughs> Have some yams. Have some yeah. yams. <laughs> you guys move below deck and uh, continue to talk in a small cabin. You see your daughters... Uh, after thanking you heartily, go to eat uh, oh, as they had not eaten and they were practically starving. <laughs> um, so as you sort of sail off and eventually disembark in secret in the night, you make your way back to Gwynberyl's hut in the hillside of Drake, um, hidden away, and you bury the crown of uh, royalty of Kraken. I'll dig the hole. Dig the hole. Uh, what's my come down like from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it lasts a day, <laughs> and you're still sort of like angry and wired, uh, and you're a bit snippy with every question. <laughs> and then you uh, you sleep for a day after that, um, but eventually you. Do you think are... it's safe to bury it in your house? I think it'll be okay. I'll just I'll. I'll plant a shrub over it, so we can see where it is. Yeah, we don't want to leave it on accident. No. I think it should be fine. I'll do a bit of research. If we can figure out how to disenchant it, I'll dig it back up. And post it back. And post it back. Yes. <laughs> and as you uh, settle down into uh, Gwynberyl's hut, and after you've buried it, you go about tending to Gwynberyl's garden and planning your next adventure, and everything in Drake and Hellion just keeps going. What a what an adventure we've had. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Krakenhall Crown. You had Louise Cox as Kitri the Halfling Thief. Millie Holton as Rakowski the Half-Orc Barbarian and Elise Phillips as Gwyn Beryl, the Dwarven Cleric. You had James Coloppi on the dynamic music and sound effects, and Millie Holton again as my co-producer on the live shows. Due to some technical issues and some scrapped audio, it may actually be some time before the Moon Peak Pilgrimage returns. After releasing a few live shows, I shall be taking a hiatus. Fate and Fables will return, and the Moon Peak Pilgrimage shall be concluded. Uh, I just need to take some time off, uh, since it's just me producing this show. This does mean as well I shall be halting the Patreon after next week's Fable. Thank you so much to those of you who have been my patrons. I've really felt the support you guys have given me, and I'm so grateful for it. Well, that is all for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please, as always, let us know if you did. My name is Matthew Jackson. And this was Fate and Fables.